there's been an impact for gray area loans. So that would be loans that like you don't have a W-2, you don't have a 1099, you don't have a good credit score. You want to put 10% down instead of 20 or 25. Those loans have gone away, but the normal loans, the conventional financing, Fannie Mae, I mean, you can get them at three or 4% as long as you have W-2 or 1099, a good credit score over 680 and put 20% down. Those loans haven't changed. What's going on, guys? This is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show. Thank you for tuning in. Today, our guest is Antoine Martel from Martel Turnkey. Today, we're talking about a few things related to the turnkey real estate investing business. We go over what COVID or how COVID and the eviction moratoriums have impacted that business or have maybe not impacted that business. You got to tune in to find out what has happened talk about how supply and demand has changed for turnkey real estate investments since uh, COVID started. Talk about the markets that they invest in and why they got into those markets, how they got into those markets. And we go a little broader about turnkey real estate investing, who turnkey is right for, what, what the return profile typically looks like, a couple of success stories for their investors and other similar items along those lines. If you're interested in turnkey real estate investing, where you can buy a cash flowing piece of real estate without doing the work, somebody else does the work for you, you just buy it, there's property management, a tenant in place, and you're off and running, then turnkey is one of the options to consider. And there are there are folks having a lot of success with turnkey real estate investing out there. You just have to know what you're doing. And you're gonna learn a few things today from Antoine Martel. If you haven't yet, go to your favorite podcatcher, look up the Passive Wealth Strategy Show, hit the subscribe button, and that way you'll get every new episode of the Passive Wealth Strategy Show straight to your mobile device and start building your passive wealth and take your passive wealth generation to the next level. If you do enjoy the show, I ask that you take a quick second, go to the Apple Podcasts app, leave us a rating and review, five stars if you don't mind. That helps other people learn about the show. It pushes our show up in the rankings on Apple Podcasts, which helps other people get their eyes on this great information, helps us spread the love. I really enjoy reading what you guys have to say on those reviews. I appreciate it so much. And like I said, it does help us grow this show. I'm your host, Taylor Lote. I'm a real estate investor. I'm a real estate syndicator. I buy real estate with passive investors and split the return. Turnkey is one way to do it. It's not the way I do it, but I know a lot of people who are having success as turnkey real estate investors. So it is something to consider if you like the idea of passive real estate investing and somebody else doing the heavy lifting. Without any further ado, here we go with Antoine Martel. Antoine, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's great to talk with you again. It's been a little while uh, since, well, a little bit well before pre-COVID, I think when we last spoke. For our listeners out there who don't know about you, your business and what you do, can you tell us a bit about your background, your business and all that great sure. stuff? Sure. So name's Angel Martel. I live in Los Angeles, California, invest all across the country. I have a turnkey rental property business so called Martel Turnkey. So what that means, we go buy single family homes, we renovate them, rent them out, put a property management company in place, and then sell them to our clients. Help our clients get financing, insurance, property management. All the houses are fully renovated, tenants in place. So that's what we do. We do 10 to 15 houses a month. Uh, we're actually sold out right now. Uh, but hopefully more inventory will be, I know we're sold out right now, but hopefully more inventory will be coming shortly. We're trying to like ramp up acquisitions as much as we possibly can. 
it's just been tough. I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of new people. I think since the the whole work from home thing, I think a lot of people have had a lot more time at home to invest out of state and figure out this whole thing and start doing you know what that what they couldn't when they were at the office. So it's been it's been really interesting. But yeah, that's what I do, and been doing it since I uh, graduated from college and bought my first house in college. Did the Burr strategy right out of college. Did built a family portfolio of like ten single families, and then started helping other families invest in real estate out of state through the turnkey business. Awesome. So it's interesting that the the inventory is so low right now. And you said people that are working from home they have more time to uh, invest. So. Has it been a spike in demand for uh, turnkey rental properties or a drop in supply, making it harder to acquire them, a mix of both? I mean, let's get into that. Both. Okay. Yeah, yeah, both. So it is record low. If you look at just the inventory levels, it is record low inventory. But then you couple that with like that. There's also been like an increased demand, in my opinion for for investing in real estate out of state and that could be due to or just real estate in general due to the stock market and people you know make you know thinking there might be a crash or something you know i know we got a little bit of a crash in 2020 but there could be you know more to come from that crash because things have been like you know continue to fly up so people might be scared of that so yeah record low inventory plus there's also been a spike i mean we as a company have just noticed there has been a spike I mean, we're doing the most amount of deals ever and we are still sold out. And it could be because our business is growing and like our brand is getting around there more. I mean, you could argue, you could argue that, but there's just been a, yeah, a large amount of, of demand for our, I mean, our salespeople are on the phone call, the phone all day long. And that could be due to us again, but I mean, it's, uh, it's been crazy the way that the salespeople have been on the phone and we have no inventory. People are just like getting in line. It's never been like that before. Nice. I think it's a good thing. It's good uh, that folks are are so interested in real estate investing. Have you noticed any changes uh, from the the lending environment? Um, have borrowers had an easier time, a harder time getting investment property loans? I mean, rates are exceptionally low right now and have been for a little while, but um, has there been an impact there? There's been an impact for gray area loans. So that would be loans that like you don't have a W-2, you don't have a 1099, you don't have a good credit score. You want to put 10% down instead of 20 or 25. Those loans have gone away, but the normal loans, the conventional financing, Fannie Mae, I mean, you can get them at three or 4% as long as you have W-2 or 1099, a good credit score over 680 and put 20% down. Those loans haven't changed. They've just gotten extremely cheap. But yeah, the, the gray area loans, I mean, we, we bought a bunch of apartment buildings with these gray area lenders where we didn't have any, you know, W2 or 1099. We had amazing credit and cash in the bank, but no W2 or 1099. So how do you buy like a 10 to 20 unit building? Since the banks aren't going to fund you, you have to find these other creative lenders. And all those lenders went out of business pretty much due to COVID. And hopefully they'll come back this year in 2021, but we'll see they have yet to come back. Some of them were supposed to come back January. I haven't heard a thing, but you know, once they see the end of the tunnel and maybe with the vaccination speeding up, hopefully then maybe they might see the light and they may uh, reopen their doors. But that's the only kind of financing that's gotten more difficult, that gray area lending. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So we'd be uh, remiss if we didn't address the, you know, uh, giant elephant in the room, the eviction moratorium and various eviction moratoriums that have happened 
throughout the pandemic and kind of seem like they're going to, at least at a federal level, continue to be extended, who knows, until the mid-2030s or something. How has that uh, impacted your business, your your clients? Yeah. How have you guys dealt with that? Yeah, so eviction moratorium has been interesting because there were certain rules about the eviction moratorium where you could not evict somebody if you had a federally backed mortgage and they lost their job due to COVID and they could prove that they lost their job due to COVID. So there were some stipulations to to that in order to get the for the tenants to be able to not be evicted. But a lot of the tenants, you know, lost may have lost their jobs or didn't pay rent, but or they didn't pay rent, but it wasn't because they lost their job. They just didn't feel like paying that month because they thought they can get away with it. Or they read the headline and said, Oh, you don't have to pay your rent if you uh, you know, pretty much you don't have to pay your rent if you don't want to, kind of thing. And that no, that's not the case. You can't pay your rent if you lost your job due to COVID. You fill out this form, you show proof, your boss calls us, like all these steps, right? So that was how it was for for both Tennessee and Ohio. So we've still been able to get the majority of tenants out. There was a couple of tenants out of the you know 200 or so tenants we have. There was like two tenants that actually lost their job due to COVID. So less than 1% of people lost their job due to COVID. And then we gave them, we connected them with some local like county assistance programs that were actually f- paying for tenants' rent who lost their jobs due to COVID. And they were then able to pay for rent. So we ended up getting rent for those people that actually lost their jobs. Now, the eviction process for like normally would take like 30 days in Memphis or Cleveland. That has been extended. It's probably like 60 to 90 days now. So it's a couple months long because they just have had a backlog. And then like the courthouse will be shut for a month, you know, in a really bad month due to COVID. And then it'll open back up and then it was shut and then it would open back up. So there's been like this backlog of people kind of sitting in this eviction pipeline, whether they have lost their job due to COVID or not, it's still like really flooded the system. So evictions are taking, you know, triple the amount of time that they normally would have. But I hope, you know, that will kind of get through that as well. And it, it shouldn't take too long. Like places like Cleveland, Ohio have done a lot of their eviction stuff on Zoom and stuff. So that's helped really speed up the the process. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Now I'd like to also really talk more broadly about turnkey investing and things along like who it's right for and really some of the process involved with becoming a turnkey real estate investor once folks uh, decide it's right for them. And I think first off in any real estate investing strategy, deciding whether it's right for you is step number one, whether it fits your goals. Um, would you agree with that? And if so, you know, who is it, who is turnkey investing yeah. right for? Yeah. So turnkey investing is great for somebody who has a W-2 or 1099 job, a good credit score, wants to invest in real estate, has 20 grand or more, and they don't really have many other options. I mean, if you have like 20 to 50 grand saved up, good job, good credit, and you live in like a Los Angeles or a San Francisco, I mean, what the hell, what can you even do in real estate? You know, <laughs> you can't do anything. You can buy somebody's closet, but I mean, that's about it. You can't, you can't do much. So people that want to invest in real estate, 20 to 50 grand, good jobs, good credit. Turnkey investing is probably one of the few things that they can do. There's just, again, not many, not many options out there. And then also they have, because you have that good job, it's used, it's good to leverage it to buy these investment properties while you still do have your job because you can go and get the best financing out there. So you can get that Fannie Mae financing because you fit in that government box that they're looking for. So I also recommend like people that want to get into real estate to start with turnkey, build up a portfolio while you have that W-2 job. 
And then once you have that portfolio, you can kind of live off the cash flow. And now you can start working less at your W-2 job and now focus on more investing. And you'll have the ability to then spend the time to do burrs or flips or apartment buildings and stuff like that. So I think it's a good a good stepping stone. And also for a lot of people, like the, their only option, unless they want to start like a wholesaling business on top of their full-time job, but good luck with that. I mean, that's that also doesn't have much of a, a high uh, success rate for people that have full-time jobs, even if you do have money to throw at it. Yeah. I think wholesaling in particular is uh, often touted as far easier than, than it really is. And it does have a very high burnout rate. Yeah. yeah. It's very difficult. We started a wholesaling business a year ago, two full-time people. I mean, yeah, we're, we're throwing money at, money at it left and right. And we have, you know, already buyers lined up because, you know, the turnkey business is essentially buying the wholesale company's deals. So we just set the wholesaling company up to find deals for the turnkey company. And even that is still difficult. I mean, you have to, it's just, it's marketing, you know, on steroids, you're calling, texting five, 10,000 people a day. I mean, how do you do that while also staying legal, but also like getting through all that data? It's, you know, it's, it's tedious work. It's harder than flipping houses. (laughs) Seems like it. So yeah. For that topic of building up your initial turnkey portfolio and getting to the point where you can start winding down to your W-2 and focusing more on the real estate investments, how many you know, turnkeys have you found it takes people to get before they can start winding that portfolio or winding that W-2 down? Like how many of them do they normally have to pick up? Yeah. Yeah. So normally our properties cash flow 250 to 300 bucks a month per property. So if you had 10 properties, that's 2,500 bucks to $3,000 a month. And so that's a good, that's also the max that the government will lend you is 10 Fannie Mae loans. So that's the number I tell people to shoot for. Um, And then 2,500 bucks to to $3,000. I mean, it's not going to be what they're, they're making full-time here in California. I mean, they're making probably double or triple that, but it would be a good place to start off where they at least have some additional cash flow coming in, security coming in. So they feel a little bit better by leaving or taking left, you know, working part-time instead of full-time or working less hours or, you know, especially if they're salary-based where they go home at four or three instead of five or six or seven. So it it really depends on each person. I mean, we have one, one lady who last year came to us with a couple hundred thousand bucks. We got her from one house to 10 houses within six months. Then she wanted to do more. So we found her another lender and she just kept on buying. She refinanced one of her condos in the Bay Area, pulled out 500,000 bucks, started partnering with us on deals, started buying more turnkeys through these gray area lenders. And so she has like 15, 16 houses. She's partnered with us on some apartment buildings. And then now she's like, hey, I'm financially free. Like you guys have made me financially free now. I literally, I can quit my job and I still have this cash flow coming in from, you know, all the single families and the investments with you guys. And, um, but I mean, it's not taking any of my time to do any of these things. So I'm just going to keep stacking up the money pretty much from her day job. So I got, I don't mind my day job. I actually, you know, I enjoy it. I don't mind it. So I'm going to just keep working, keep investing money with you guys until I, you know, I pretty much exceeded my goal now because I don't really want to, I don't really want to need, but I, you know, if I did want to, and I end up hating this job, at least I have this thing, you know, backing me up kind of thing. So, so yeah, we have some, a couple of success stories. We've actually like interviewed some of those top people with us and actually like published like articles and interviews with them on our website. So that people can see like 
you know, to think a little bit bigger that it is possible, like just buying that one house that makes 250 bucks a month. I know it doesn't seem like, like a lot of money. It's, you know, paying for your, your car's insurance. Right. But, um, you know, if you, if you take it at scale and continue to follow the process, you know, you can really, you know, create long-term wealth for yourself and your family. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us more about the apartment buildings and what you're doing there? I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of multifamily and scaling up. So let's hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. So multifamily was something that, you know, we had done so many single family home projects that multifamily deals from these wholesalers started to come to us. And we started analyzing these deals and we were like, oh my God, this, you know, finally a deal makes sense. So we were reaching out to brokers and, and calling them every couple of weeks and looking for multifamily deals in our markets that we already had teams in. So already had property manager, already had construction, insurance, all of these things that we needed to do that first apartment building deal. Ended up buying a 20 unit building uh, in Memphis in 2018, bought it for like a million bucks, hundreds of thousands of dollars in renovations. And we're getting ready to actually sell it now in the next month or so. And so like buying heavy value add projects, $400 rents on the way in, renovated the units, made them $850 on the way out. So more than doubled the, the rents on these properties. And that's what we've been doing. We bought like the first two buildings with our own money. And then we started bringing, then the deals kind of just started coming in because people saw the MLS or whatever that we were buyers for these kinds of properties and brokers and agents started reaching out to us. Now we have, uh, then we bought a couple more buildings and just started bringing in investors like that woman to come and partner up with us. Cause we had all these deals now, but we didn't have, we didn't have, or didn't want to put more and more money into these multifamily buildings. Um, Cause we still had the turnkey business and we, that was taking a lot of cash. So that's how we got up to, yeah, right, right, right below a hundred units. And then now we've, we've started to, cause these are over the last couple of years. And now we've started to sell some of those buildings cause just the, they've appreciated so much and uh, forced appreciation. So we started to sell a couple of those buildings to flip them into more buildings and also to help the turnkey business grow even more. Nice. Nice. And you've mentioned a couple of markets uh, that you invest in, in Memphis, and then also in, I think you said Cleveland, Ohio. Yep. Why those two? I mean, it's a big country and you're based in LA. Why those? Yeah. So we, when we first started, we did like, uh, you know, research on all the MSAs in the entire country and look for like rent to value ratios, uh, percentage of dilapidated inventory, population growth, looked at job growth, looked at the major employers, who the major employers were, rent to value ratios, all that kind of stuff. And those markets, I mean, you have like Detroit, St. Louis, Memphis, Cleveland, Akron, Birmingham, Alabama, all these markets kind of came up to the top of the list and just started calling property managers and realtors there and started to look and find deals in those markets. And then Pretty much after like cold calling 200 agents, finally somebody in Memphis, Tennessee picked up the phone that knew what the hell they were talking about and um, started looking at deals with that person. They had a contractor for us, an insurance guy for us. Uh, he was flipping deals himself, property manager. He owned a property management company. And so started making offers with him. And after a couple, a couple offers in, he had a deal. He sent that deal to us. We ended up buying that house for like 35 grand, renovated it for five grand. And then, you know, then did uh then did our cash out refinance pulled the money out and then just kept doing that over and over and over again and then i was like you know we got to a point where that guy was kind of tapped out in memphis and then we went back to our data list and we're like all right what's next and then 
did the same thing in Cleveland, just called everybody in Cleveland until I found somebody who picked up the phone, who knew what the hell they were talking about, flew out there, met with them, walked properties all day long with them. And that's how we built the Cleveland team as well. So it's been, uh, it starts all with data, like on macro data about the economics. And like, even if the economics don't look good, like how, how and why do you think that the economics are going to change in the future? And then micro, like looking at the, the certain neighborhoods that we want to invest in, because you can invest in, you know, I believe you can invest in a, a Detroit, but still find like good up and coming neighborhoods in a market that the population is going down and blah, blah, blah. It just depends on where, which neighborhoods you're investing in and where and why and what's going on. Because Cleveland, I mean, for example, the population has been decreasing since the 70s, since the steel industry left. The population decreasing has actually come to like a stop where it's kind of almost going to curl back up. And then, you know, through doing a lot of research, you realize like, why is it going to come back up? Oh, they have Cleveland Clinic. The number two hospital is there. You, you know, helped with one of the, the COVID vaccines and stuff like that is, is, you know, based in Cleveland. Their headquarters is in Cleveland. They have this huge health tech corridor. They have, you know, all of these things that are really going to help change that. And uh, you can see like all the people that are leaving Cleveland are all like 60 plus. The people who are actually moving into Cleveland are all the, you know, 20 to 35 year olds who graduated college you know, don't want to live in New York City anymore and pay $3,000 for a studio. They'd rather work at Cleveland Clinic and, you know, buy a house for a hundred grand, 85,000 bucks and be in a nice neighborhood. That's not like without the hustle and bustle. So that's to answer your question. That's, that's why we landed on those markets and uh, how we, how we also built our teams in those markets, which for an out-of-state investor is the most important thing. Like how the hell do you, do you go about that? Yeah. And do your, I guess, how can your uh, turnkey investors leverage the teams that you guys have put in place? Like, how does that work for them? Especially after they, yeah. you know, bought the property from you and you know, they're, they're out in the breeze, like you yeah, yeah. them hanging them, right? No. So as soon as they put a property under contract, we connect them with everybody. So the property manager, the title company, the insurance company, all that kind of stuff. So it's, and the lender. So as soon as they sign the contract, they're kind of introduced to, Hey, here's our team. And they'll be taking care of you for the rest of this kind of roller coaster ride. So, well, not roller coaster. Actually, it's pretty smooth, smooth sailing because we do everything. But yeah, they sign the contract and then they work for the next 30, 45 days to get financing. As soon as they close, they're already onboarded with property management. So then pretty much property management is going to have that relationship with that client for, for the long term. So yeah, we connect them with everybody that they're going to need. Even if they want like an inspection done on the property, we say, okay, no problem. Here's a list of inspectors we would recommend, you know, that actually reply and actually show up on time and stuff. Nice. Are there any um, like guarantees or, or warranties on the work that are available, like on the physical condition of the work that's done on the property, you know, when it's being turned over and flipped? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. We got that question a lot and we never done it. I see some, some of our competitors have done it in the past, but it's kind of weird. We, we, we do warranties like manufacturer warranty. So new roof, new HVAC, new hot water tank, like those have all manufacturers warranty. We don't do any like construction warranty or anything like that. I mean, all the stuff that we, that we show on our website that we say we've done in terms of the renovation gets done. And they normally verify that with their inspector, but we've never done or never felt the need to do like a construction 
warranty. Of course, if like we say we installed all new brand new windows and then like they close and then one week later, they're like, hey, half these windows are our old windows what the hell is going on here it's like first of all how did your inspector miss it and second of all okay well <laughs> like let's look into this and take care of it kind of thing you know like i'm not gonna if i say i'm putting in all new toilets and then they go in and feel like there's they're all broken toilets or installed incorrectly then i'm calling the contractor and hey what's going on here you said you installed new toilets and you installed them incorrectly like you know obviously i'm going to stand by what we publish and what we say we're selling but in terms of like a a legit manufacturer, like a warranty or construction warranty, we've we've never had to do that or never felt the need to do so. Mm, it's worked out without it. Interesting. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Right now, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. All right, Antoine, I've got three questions I ask every guest on the show. Are you ready? Ready. All right, great. First one, what is the best investment you ever made other than in your education? Best investment I ever made would probably be one of the apartment building projects that we've done. We just sold one. Uh, it was like just a small 11 unit building, but bought it for 400 grand, spent a ton of money on renovations and then just sold it for 1.2 million bucks, tripled the price, bought it. The rents were 400 bucks. Rents are now 850 or 850 to 900 bucks a month, just sold it to an investor. And now they're buying some of our other buildings, but Completely turnkey, completely turnkey building. And now we're using that cash to help with buying more apartments, buying more single family homes. So that's probably the best deal so far. That's completed a full circle. Awesome. We had the best investment. Now we go to the worst investment. What is the worst investment you ever made? Yeah, that's a good one. So it's not going to be a worst investment in terms of money. It's going to be more of in terms of time. So we're building a team in Akron, Ohio, you know, do the normal thing, call call every single person in, that has Akron, Ohio associated with Google um, and called everybody in Akron and uh, met this lady who talked a very good game, ended up buying a house. She ended up renovating it for us. The contractor had no clue what he was doing. I had to start managing the contractor. She started charging me trip fees for every time she was going out there when I already paid her project manager fee and told her she's going to manage the property after and all this kind of stuff. And so she was just like a complete waste of time. It was like the longest project ever, like took six months. Most of our projects are 90 days in and out. Uh, this took six months. She had no idea what she was doing. And it was like a light renovation. Like it should just be a walk in the park. And she completely messed it up, started charging us these fees left and right. And so we, we ended up selling the house and actually making a profit, which is crazy. That's why real estate blows my mind. But uh, it was just like a big waste of time in terms of like big waste and loss in terms of my time and energy of like chasing around this person and managing all this stuff for six months. Like I wish I had that six months of my life back. <laughs> Ouch. My favorite question here at the end of the show is what is the most important lesson you've learned in business and investing? Do things the right way and do what you say you're going to do would be the two, the two things, man, there's so many people that, uh, that just like, say one thing and then the contract says another and then they do another and so for me it's always been like we don't need a contract let's shake our hands i'm gonna do this you do this and let's get it done i don't i don't like that's why like the thing too about the manufacturer's warranty or con con contractor's warranty which is a really good example like i'd rather just like here's what i'm renovating on the house you know i'm not gonna write it out and like sign a contract every time i'm gonna tell you i'm doing something just like 
trust the process and you'll see at the end of the day, once you close in a month, one, one month in, you'll see like, wow, you know, he did all these things and we're trusting the process and we're believing in, in kind of the system. So there, of course, I understand why people are kind of skeptical with that methodology, especially with today. I mean, there's like big companies like us that, uh, you know, people realize that they were buying dirt lots when they were being sold a three to 1500 square foot house with tenants in place. And um, I'm sure you know who we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And then, you know, for those kinds of people, I'm like, Hey, you're going to have this, this lender with this appraiser. I have no idea who the appraiser is. You can use this as, you know, inspector on the property, property management company. Here you go. Like, it's not all like within my umbrella with it, which I think helps people feel more comfortable. But so that's, that's what I would say to your, to your question is just like, do what you say you're going to do and, and do the right thing. I think a lot of people are just thinking about profits or very short term for us. We're always thinking like, what can we do if we do this for our client and do the right thing? Will they come back? Yes, they will come back because we did this. Okay, let's do it. And even if I have to lose money on that one deal and they come back and buy four, five, six, seven more houses, it's totally worth the extra. Sometimes it's not even a lot of money. Sometimes it's a thousand bucks. 1500 bucks to just do the right thing, you know, 95% of the time we, we do it. Nice. Well, Antoine, thank you for joining us today, for coming back to the show, give us an update on the business and everything you guys are up to. If folks want to reach out, get in touch, if they want to learn more about the turnkey business, where can they find you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me on again. Pleasure to be here. Round two. They can find me on Instagram at Martel Antoine, M-A-R-T-E-L. A-N-T-O-I-N-E. And then martelturnkey.com is where we have all the turnkey rentals. If you guys are interested in buying turnkey rental properties, you can go there and even schedule to book a phone call with us. Just go to the website and then click the contact us button and you can schedule a phone call with one of us on the team. Nice. Well, once again, thank you for joining us today. One more time to everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating interview on Apple Podcasts. It's very much appreciated. And it helps other people learn about the show. If you know anyone who could use a little bit more passive wealth in their lives, please share the show with them and bring them into the tribe. Thanks for tuning in once again. I hope you have a great day and we will talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.